Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Hello, 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 and welcome on this day before Thanksgiving in the U.S., I am delighted to be here with you, and I hope that this year you can ground yourself in all that we really do have to be grateful for. This year has been one uh, that has challenged us, tested us, showed us all kinds of things. And the one thing that I do know to be true is that the human spirit is strong and that we have the power to create realities. And we do that through our mind our conscious mind, and our subconscious mind. And so today's show is going to be an especially beautiful gift uh, as we move into Thanksgiving and the holiday season and an oncoming new year because we each have the power to really shift not only our own lives but the lives around us purely by being willing to be present, to hold the actual desires and beliefs that we truly want in our lives, and to create the realities that will not only allow us to prosper and live a life of health and well-being, love, and moments to cherish with our loved ones, but also be that model for others so that they can do the same. My guest today is Jim Jensen, and he began his career as a salesman with the Encyclopedia Britannica in his senior year of college, and within seven years, he had become the international sales manager in charge of the worldwide sales. At the age of 28, he became senior vice president and CEO of Great Books of the Western World, a division of Encyclopedia Britannica. And in that same year, Jim and his wife, Jerry, attended a four-day seminar that would have an incredible impact on their lives forever. And he became both a voracious student and ultimately the teacher of many of the principles written in the book that we're going to discuss today, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Uh, It is amazing to hear and read about his own story and life and his insights within this book, but then to also have the powerful teachings of Dr. Joseph Murphy shared within them will truly impact you in a powerful way. And I would suggest not only you get this book, but pick up quite a handful to give to your children, to friends, to other family, because this is something that will truly impact them in a powerful way. The title of the book, again, is Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And I'd like to welcome you, Jim, to 1111 Talk Radio. It is wonderful to have you here. Well, thank you so much, and it's my privilege to be your guest. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I think that we have had a lot of talk about positivity and affirmations and, um, you know, trying to get through things or vision boards and all these different techniques to try to shift our world. But there is a foundation that has to be addressed for any of those kinds of things to truly sustain and be long-lasting. And that is the subconscious mind. So I'd love to start off by you helping to share the three parts of mind and the vital roles that each of them play. Well, I'd be delighted to do that. And uh, let me just mention kind of how this information came to me because I'm going to brag about Dr. Murphy's work. He created this. I happen to have been a student, but 
I did have a quick, uh, successful start in my career, and people would often ask me, Jim, what do you attribute, you know, to your success? And I'd say things, well, I've got a great attitude, I'm very positive, you know, I work hard, blah, blah, blah. But in hindsight, nothing that I think would ever really bring about any changes in the person asking the question. And as you mentioned in your introduction, uh, my wife and I flew from Chicago. This is after we were in Australia for two years and came back to our corporate headquarters in Chicago. We flew out to San Diego for a four-day seminar called Omega, taught by its founder, John Boyle. And for the first time, I really understood the principles of performance and how we perform the way that we do and if we want to make changes, how we can go about it and the toolkit that's already part of who we are. And I remember at the end of the four days, I was only 27 years old and I went up to Mr. Boyle and affectionately poked him in the chest and I said, John, someday I'm going to teach your seminar and someday I'm going to own your company. And he kind of looked at me like, yeah, right, kid. But both those things came to pass and I had the good fortune to uh, be involved and own this company for over 10 years. And I used to say to John, uh, where did you learn all of this? And all he mentioned what he had studied with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Joseph Murphy. Well, there was no Internet at that time. There was no way I could Google Joseph Murphy. And it wasn't until 2005, my wife and I were living in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and one of our employees came into my office one day and handed me a book. And he said, Jim, I've heard you speak. And I thought you might like this book. And it was called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And I thought, oh my goodness, could this be the same Joseph Murphy? And in fact, it was. And he wrote his book in 1963. And I I became a voracious student of this whole field of study and would be wandering off to different workshops frequently. And so much has been added to this field of study in the more than 50 years since Dr. Murphy wrote his book. And so my vision and others that helped me said, let's take Dr. Murphy's work and bring it into the 21st century. Thus, the title of our book, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And I'd like to tell your audience that part one of the book is the entire text of Dr. Murphy's original book. So it's a a wonderful teaching uh, tool, and the direct answer to your question is we have not been taught in school all of the things that the subconscious area of our mind can do for us. We're pretty well aware that the conscious mind is that part of us that when we wake up in the morning, we start thinking, what are we going to do? We talk through the use of our conscious mind, and everybody is pretty well aware of that. But what is still taught in most schools today is that the subconscious uh, functions of the subconscious are primarily to work with our body. It grows our hair, grows our nails, digests our food, heals a wound, 
but what is not taught. And the first principle that I'd love to share with your audience is that the subconscious is also a servo mechanism that works 24-7 carrying out the orders or instructions given to it by the conscious area of the mind. And it's totally non-judgmental. So it will work just as hard to achieve a negative instruction as it will a positive. So if a person is saying, gosh, you know, I just can't remember names. I don't know. I just have a terrible memory. They'll say, hey, boss, we got it. We'll take care of that. We'll make sure that that's what happens. Or, you know, I always get so nervous when I speak in front of a group. We got that. We'll make sure you flub. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. But the analogy that Dr. Murphy uses is to visualize an ocean liner going across the sea, and the captain would be like the conscious area of the mine up in the helm of the ship, marking out signals to the crew, full speed ahead, port starboard, 10 degrees north, whatever, and the crew is like the subconscious, down in the hold of the ship, underwater, can't even see where the ship is going. They just say, aye, aye, sir, carrying out the orders, not minding whether they run the ship into the rocks, hit another vessel, or get it safely to its destination. So when we advance our knowledge and really learn the incredible power of this subconscious, then we can apply the tools that we provide in the book on how to more effectively uh, have that interaction with the subconscious. And when we have something we'd like to change in our life, or add something, or improve in a different area, there are specific tools that we provide in the book, specifically affirmations, to uh, help the reader get more out of who they really are. And that's a yeah. long-winded answer to uh, you know how all this came about, but I wanted to share at least that first concept with your audience. I'd love to dive into that a little bit so that so that the audience really gets this because we grow up as children where oftentimes we hear things like you can't do that or um, you know money doesn't grow on trees or you know who do you think you are and so some of those kind of compile on us and as we get older we start to use our own language our our self-talk uh, if there's something that we want I, we can't afford that or um, I could never be good enough to be there um, all types of different comments can be made. Um, I never sleep well, or I'll never lose weight. All these types of things that we say to ourselves, then you're saying that our subconscious is acting as this uh, almost genie in a bottle saying, okay, your wish is my command. This is what you're saying is true for you. I'll make certain that that's the life that you get to live out. Is that correct? That is absolutely 100% correct and very well worded, uh, very well worded for the audience. And so if that's the case, we're affecting our personal lives in powerful ways, uh, detrimentally if we are uh, speaking negatively and uh, in powerful ways if we're speaking more powerfully to ourselves. But then it also has a collective effect. And I'm Bringing this up just because of where we are right now with this year, with with the pandemic, with the political issues, with uh, all types of social issues that are taking place, 
then this would also mean that the ideas that we hold and the words that we say are also affecting our collective reality. And they're affecting our experience within this collective reality. Can you shed some light on uh, the effect of, of this individually as well as collectively? Well, uh, yes. I, I think another notion that I'd like to share is the only time there is, is now. Uh, there isn't now yesterday, uh, when yesterday we were experiencing things, we were experiencing them now. And so it really helped me to, and we use this language for emphasis, but there is no past, there is no future, there is only now. And so if we find ourselves dragging something along that is not productive, uh, you know, we can look in the mirror and say, hey, this is now. Do I really want to continue to uh, be impacted and be upset and everything? It doesn't mean that we cheer for the uh, disruption that our lives are going through, but we can choose how we respond to that, and how can we help. And uh, so I, I think that the more we can bring our conscious awareness into the present time, the more effective we'll be rather than dragging this anchor along of things that previous nows that may have not been the way that we wanted them to be, not dwell on it. Let's get beyond it. And when we get through our interview, I'll share with the audience. Uh, it, it's, it's really neat because, again, all these things I learn from other people. But the last chapter in my book is called Moving On, An Invitation to the Path of Enlightenment. And please help remind me to share that little tidbit uh, as we get toward the end of our interview today. Most definitely. Thank you for that. Uh, that. That living in the present and being now is so important because we can rehash the past and rehash the past and that will just create more of the same in our future. But that's also what our self-talk does, isn't it? You have a bit, or um, Dr. Murphy has a bit in his portion about negative self-talk and um, how that really affects us. How do we know what self-talk is? How do we change that? How do we become conscious of that? Well, we talk to ourselves all day long at the rate of 150 to 300 words a minute over 50,000 thoughts a day. So right now, as your audience is listening to what we're talking about, uh, they're also thinking, gosh, what am I going to do later today? I've got to go out and get those groceries for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Oh, gosh, we've got a whole family. I mean, all these thoughts that that are happening simultaneous. And we just increase our awareness. So when we, uh, you, you use an example, when we find ourselves saying, why do I always you know, flub up when I do this. Wait a minute, time out. You know, like you're talking to the... Time out. 
I used to, and those are key words, I used to behave that way, or I used to not like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But if we're going to make a choice to get rid of that, uh, then we can make that choice and relanguage our self-talk to be appropriate to what we really want now, now. And, you know, I am going to jump ahead just for a moment with your permission. Uh, the last chapter, as I said in the book, is moving on to imitation of the path of enlightenment. And one of the great uh, Chinese philosophers uh, said that in the process of learning, something is added every day. In the process of enlightenment, something is taken away every day. And he says, visualize a tugboat going through the water pulling a big barge of garbage. And all the energy that this little tugboat is exerting to pull this garbage. Well, in that example, all we have to do is just go out and cut the line between the tugboat and the barge, and the tugboat can move effortlessly through the water. So we do have the opportunity, and not applying guilt or any basis, but what are some deep thoughts that I might have been carrying around? Could have happened from childhood experiences, you know, that no longer serve me well. I'm going to pause you right there and have you continue after the commercial break. My engineer is signaling me. Whatever thoughts, beliefs, opinions, theories, or dogmas you write, engrave, or impress on your subconscious mind, you shall experience them as the objective manifestation of circumstances, conditions, and events. What you write on the inside, you will experience on the outside. You have two sides to your life, objective and subjective, visible and invisible, thought and its manifestation. Your thought is received by your brain, which is the organ of your conscious reasoning mind. When your conscious or objective mind accepts the thought completely, it's sent to the solar plexus called the brain of your mind, where it becomes flesh and is made manifest in your experience. This is from the book, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Uh, It is uh, Commentary and Teachings by C. James Jensen, and Jim Jensen also provides executive coaching, consulting, and advisory services to emerging growth and mid-sized companies. He's an active member of World Presidents Organization and serves as a life director for the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Uh, You can find out more about him at cjamesjensen.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? More empowered community? Greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my wonderful guest, I want to mention that the new issue of 1111 Magazine will be out in just a few days. It is a powerful issue on divine mothering. And now more than ever, so many individuals who have been in isolation or who have uh, had to be, be home or deal with loved ones that have had health issues. There's so many reasons that we need to learn to mother ourselves again, in addition to how we're supporting our children. So definitely look out for that. But go on to the 1111mag.com website, and in the online courses, scroll down, and you will discover a beautiful movement called the Mothering Movement, Navigating the Diversity of Mothering During These Changing Times. I was particularly honored to have co-facilitated this beautiful movement. It's an eight-module course, and it truly discusses in a very vulnerable and intimate way many of the issues that are plaguing us at this time from the standpoint of how we mother our children through these issues, but also how we mother ourselves. It is time, if you are ready to be a powerful, spiritually conscious, intuitively guided, and grounded mother, this groundbreaking and transformative eight-module online movement is for you. If you're called to explore what it means to be a mother that embraces the diversity of all mothering experiences, just the mere presence to the intimacy and vulnerability of these eight speakers will change you and impact you in ways that you will not imagine. Again, you can go to courses.1111mag.com. Infinite riches are all around you if you will open your mental eyes and behold the treasure house of infinity within you. There's a gold mine within you from which you can extract everything you need to live life gloriously, joyously, and abundantly. Many are sound asleep because they do not know about this gold mine of infinite intelligence and boundless love within themselves. Whatever you want, you can draw forth. A magnetized piece of steel will lift about 12 times its own weight. And if you demagnetize the same steel, it will not lift even a feather. 
Similarly, there are two types of men. There's the magnetized man who is full of confidence and faith. He knows that he is born to win and to succeed. Then there's the type of man who is demagnetized, full of fears and doubts. Opportunities come, and he says, I might fail. I might lose money. People will laugh at me. This type of man will not get very far in life, because if he's afraid to go forward, he will simply stay where he is. Become a magnetized man and discover the master secret of the ages. This is from the book, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind, with commentary and teachings by C. James Jensen. You can find out more about Jim at his website, cjamesjensen.com, and that link is also in the bio description on the show page. So definitely check that out. Follow him on social media and pick up your copy of Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind today. Welcome back, Jim. I'd love to dive into something that really speaks to the paragraph that I just read, and it has to do with affirmations. I think a lot of people try affirmations and and then are, are frustrated that they don't always work. Is there some kind of trick? Is there a protocol? Why do affirmations work for some people and not others? Well, thank you, and that's a, a very good question. An affirmation, by definition, <clears throat> is a statement of fact or belief that tends, us, tends to lead us toward the end result that we expect. We don't always get what we want, but we often and most often get what we expect. So we have an opportunity to work with our self-talk, and we have several pages and chapter in the book talking about affirmations. And I've had people say to me, Jim, I've tried affirmations, but they just don't work for me. And so I'll ask them to, one person we were talking, I said, what, what are you trying to change? Well, I'd like to lose, you know, 20 pounds, and I just keep telling myself, you know, I'm not overweight, I'm not overweight. But what's the emphasis there? Overweight. Why not state, make a statement, first person, present tense, I look good and feel good at, and then state the condition as though it's already been achieved. And there's three steps in the affirmation process that people that have had difficulty, let's say, in the past uh, in not being effective with affirmations is that they don't use the three steps. And the first is to write the statement of what it is you're wanting to bring about in your life as though it has already happened. First person, present tense. Uh, in fact, on the weight loss one, I'll share with the audience I went through this experience because several years ago I had a physical examination. I guess I've been eating a little too much, not working out as much, and I had gained some weight, and my friendly physician said, you know, Jim, I think you'd feel really good if you were to lose 25 pounds. And I saw the value in that, and I made a decision. I'm going to do that. And if I had got on the scale at that moment, the number that read up in my eyeballs was 225, and my goal was to go to 200. So I didn't use words like, I'm not overweight, because if you say that, what is the emphasis? It's on overweight. So I said, I wrote an affirmation, first person, present tense, as though it had already happened. I look good and feel good at 200 pounds. 
And I then would visualize this and see myself. And the step two is to uh, visualize and see that result as though it's actually happened. And when I would do my affirmations, I'd just shut my eyes and I'd say, I, I look good and feel good at 200 pounds. And I'd see myself walking into the office in my new suit and my fellow employees saying, Jim, gosh, you look so great since you've lost all that weight. And then step, step three that records in the subconscious are the feelings, the feelings of joy and accomplishment that I have in having achieved that. And we go into great detail uh, in the affirmation process in the book, and it's an incredibly powerful tool. And uh, that, so that is a powerful to, tool. And yes, in the book, also, you—it's written that to to really relax the body and be still, so that that visualization or anything that an individual is wanting to create in their lives, that they're really holding it in that space where there's that calm stillness in the body. Why is it so necessary to to be in that still type of place? Because I think so, so often people will use affirmations, but they're using them when they're constantly moving or they're just constantly repeating them in their heads. What's the distinction between that? Well, I still do my affirmations uh, first thing in the morning and last thing at night before I turn the light out and go to sleep because the subconscious is, again, a servo mechanism that carries out the instructions given to it by the conscious area of the mind. And if we're trying to do affirmations and at the same time we're trying to do something else and some activity, well, I've got to, you know, it's disruptive. And it's not like we have to take a couple hours a day to do affirmations. I do mine in... 10 to 15 minutes, very easily. I quiet my mind. I just say I'm going to tune everything out for right now. Take a couple of deep breaths and then just quietly go through my affirmations. And it's good, by the way, to probably not have more than, you know, 10 affirmations at a time so you don't overload yourself. And uh, so that's, that's an, an easier way to do that so that you don't have the disruptions of trying to do something in the middle of the day and the phone's ringing and all these other distractions. So if we can eliminate or isolate ourselves to not have to have the distractions, uh, the affirmation process becomes much more effective. It's as if we have a miraculous power inside of us that we really can access and wield for not just... Um, the the material things in life, but but even our health. I know there's a story in the book of a woman who whose eyesight had gone and atrophied, and she was able to restore that. Or um, oftentimes we hear about people who have cancer, and then all of a sudden it disappears. Is is that what's taking place here? That there is kind of a reprogramming or a um, a recommanding of the mind that is helping to facilitate all of those changes? Well, there is. And, and to the observer, <clears throat> we'll sometimes use words like, gosh, that had to be a miracle. I don't know how that happened for that person. But if the desire is so strong and it's, it's heartfelt 
And I've had some healing experiences like that myself that the medical community has no explanation for. And I'm sure you have too. And uh, so desire is very strong. It's, it's our opportunity to direct the traffic and to really, really, really embrace and love this part of ourselves, the subconscious. But I, it, it never goes to sleep. It operates 24-7. You know, again, carrying out whatever we instructed. I'm being redundant. But that is, is really the key. Uh, to be very, very clear on what we want and then to see it as though it has already happened. And we create that visualization, 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 and that's what this, that, that becomes the magnet that causes the subconscious to attract and direct us toward that, un, that end result that we're wanting to achieve for ourselves. Now, how does that work when there's a, a problem? You, you have a section, a commentary on um, the, the creative cycle and how to move through those things. But when someone's dealing with, let's say, you know, financial problem or a work-related issue or any type of problem where that just weighs heavy on the mind and the worry and the anxiety is constant, what would be uh, the suggestion and how would we use the protocols that are in this book to move from the focus on the problem to really moving into a state of creative capacity? Well, I think the life process and the life condition is that we have different experiences and some are, we experience more joy than others, which can maybe not have any joy with them. But we again try to keep focused now and not worried about Tomorrow, you know, I'll say to somebody, well, can you be happy tomorrow? Go ahead, I'll wait. I'm just going to take it. Go ahead, you know. Well, when tomorrow comes, and if they're happy, when is it? It's now. So I think that uh, worry, it, it doesn't mean that we're not constructive and realistic in analyzing our life and the things that we want to bring about, but worry is a big waste of time. I mean, people say, I just can't even sleep at night. I just keep worrying and worrying about it. Well, then it becomes, you know, uh, a distraction to our health. And again, we're not uh, in a state of denial. So we're realistic, and these are the things that I'd like to, these are the conditions I'd like to improve in my life. I love myself unconditionally. That should always be the number one affirmation. I love myself unconditionally. Number two, I have unconditional warm regards for all people at all times. We use all for emphasis, so we wouldn't <clears throat> really think that of some mass murderer or somebody. But uh, uh, so, I, I, you know, let's be realistic, and here we are, and gosh, we have this toolkit that maybe we haven't been using. I mean, we have been using, we've been using our whole lives, but we haven't maybe always directed it uh, the way that we can now direct it uh, with this expanded awareness of how we function and behave as human becomingnesses. And the you have in there a section on the self-esteem cycle, so that's related to the self-talk and the self-concept. Um, if if there's a child or or an adult that is wanting to achieve 
some type of career success. And the self-esteem is the hindering issue. Uh, what is the the way to move through that? Uh, rather than wishful thinking or just trying to convince oneself, how does someone get themselves to actually believe what it is that they're saying? Well, uh, if they have a belief that they're not worthy of this, or that's why that first affirmation, I can't emphasize enough the affirmation, I love myself unconditionally. And we use the word unconditionally just for emphasis. I mean, yes, there are going to be times that we do things or have certain situations that it's pretty hard to find ourselves loving that. But we acknowledge what it is, what it was, what, where we are, and where we're going. And we just uh, apply more present thinking to the direction in which we are directing our lives. And if we're driving across the country, it doesn't mean that we might at some point run out of gas or have a flat tire. Well, what do we do? We, we don't run off a cliff and say, my life is over. We get out and change the tire. <laughs> so so uh, we want to move more quickly through some of the disruptions we have rather than carry them around like the the garbage in the you know in the in the with the tugboats pulling around and uh but if we love ourselves unconditionally we become more gentle when we make a mistake you know we don't live with it for the next days and weeks and months we 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 say okay it was a mistake and what I like oftentimes in a movie, at the very end of the movie, when they do the outtakes, uh, they'll show all the errors that the actors made at some part of the filming. And who laughs the hardest at these mistakes? The actors themselves. You know, they say, that's just ridiculous. I can't believe I did that. And they're laughing, you know. So it's just a mistake. So... Uh, these are all, again, tools that Dr. Murphy explains, and be gentle. You know, this is not a book that somebody has to sit down and read it all in one night. I have a friend who's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant person from Sri Lanka and been ex- incredibly successful in his life. And he's reading the book, and he says, Jim, all I do is I read two to four pages a night, and I just let that, you know, get inside myself. and So we don't have to be in a hurry here. We, we have a toolkit that we may not have been using, and we're trying to help awaken. It's nothing we have to go out and get. We already have it. But we may not have been made aware of how it really works, how it functions, and what we can do to better utilize that in bringing about the joy, the happiness, the success, in all areas of our life that we truly deserve. It's time to access your toolkit. The law of life is the law of belief. A belief is a thought in your mind. Do not believe in things to harm or hurt you. Believe in the power of your subconscious to heal, inspire, strengthen, and prosper you. According to your beliefs, is it done unto you? Change your thoughts and you change your destiny. This is from the book, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind, with commentary and teachings by C. James Jensen. You can find out more about him and his book 
uh, at cjamesjensen.com. We'll be right back after these messages. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Once again, my guest today is Jim Jensen, and he began his career as one of the top salespeople for the publishing company Encyclopedia Britannica. He is an active member of the World's President's Organization and serves as the life director for the Institute of Noetic Sciences and is a member of the board of directors as well as the chairman of the executive committee of the board of Aspen Group. Uh, He and his wife live in Seattle and he has brought forward this book uh, of Dr. Joseph Murphy's work, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And he's given his own commentary and teachings within it. It is a powerful book and definitely a perfect book to begin 2021 with uh, by having a brand new mind. Dr. Joseph Murphy says the reason there is so much chaos and misery in the world is because people do not understand the interaction of their conscious and subconscious minds. When these two principles work in accord, 
in concord, in peace, and synchronously together. You will have health, happiness, peace, and joy. There is no sickness or discord when the conscious and subconscious work together harmoniously and peacefully. So how do we do that, Jim? I know you've talked about the subconscious mind, and we are aware of the conscious mind, but there is a third mind that we also have, uh, which is the superconscious. Can you talk about how we utilize that or what role it plays for us? Well, the supra, it's not super, but supra, means above or beyond consciousness, is the third area of the mind, and I have not seen any classes in our schools that are teaching the supra-conscious, but it's a great tool for creative problem-solving because what Dr. Murphy talks about the supra-conscious, it has access to all knowledge, all data in the universe. Now, that's a very bold statement. We've all had the experience where we've been working on, say, a particular problem we're trying to solve, and we get so frustrated because we can't get the answer that we're looking for, and maybe we're out going for a nice walk or riding our bike or whatever, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, comes this blinding flash of the obvious, of the perfect answer that we've been seeking. And we'll say to ourselves, Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) But that comes from the superconscious. And once we understand how it works, we can use it in a five-step method for creative problem solving. Candidly, 90%, 95% of our problems will uh, solve at the first three levels. One is to identify what is it we're working on. Two, what are the possible solutions? And then consciously and the interaction between our subconscious and our conscious, we bring about the solution that we're looking for. But when we turn it over to the superconscious is when we find ourselves in step three, continuing to repeat possible solutions to the problem that aren't what we are seeking. And so at some point we say, okay, I've spent enough time on this. I'm turning this over to the supraconscious. And we address the supraconscious as part of our being, and say, I'd like to have you please find a solution to this problem. And we very clearly describe what it is that we're seeking. And then here's the the fifth step, which is so important. This is all in the book, is we get busy doing something else. We don't take it back. We trust that the supraconscious will provide the answer. Because the supraconscious, cannot do its part or work on it if the conscious mind is still active in trying to solve that problem. And I'll tell you a story. After I retired from Britannica at the age of 31, I was recruited to come out and be president of a company based in Portland, Oregon. And all of our people had gone through this training. And we were struggling with a marketing issue. And I brought our six senior managers in marketing into my office on a Friday afternoon, and Kathy Hornsby, who was our corporate secretary, we called them in those days, I had her come in to take some minutes and some notes, and I said, okay, uh, guys and gals, listen, we've been working on this long enough, we haven't come up with the answer that we're seeking, I'd like all of us to turn this over to the superconscious, we're going to meet at 10 o'clock Monday morning, and we'll have the perfect solution, and 
at 10 o'clock, we all got together Monday morning. I said, okay, what is the solution to this area that's very important to our business that we seem to have been struggling with finding the right answer? And little Kathy Hornsby, who couldn't spell the word marketing, said, Jim, uh, may I share with the group I was working in my garden over the weekend, and this thought came to me, why couldn't we do, and she goes, number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, and the eyeballs and all these marketing wizards get as big as saucers, like, oh, my God, that is the perfect solution. <clears throat> and we all had a big laugh, but uh, it is a very powerful tool. In fact, let me share one experience that every listener to your program has probably have. Let's say we're, we're going to be going out of town. We have an early morning flight. We normally get up at 6 in the morning. We're going to have to get up at 4 in the morning, and... We uh, don't necessarily go to bed earlier. We might go to bed later because we're doing last minute packing, this and that. We set the alarm for four. Then we even call the person we're traveling with. We say, Simran, would you call me at four in the morning? I want to make sure I don't want to sleep. And, you know, and then we're in a dead sleep, sound asleep. And we wake up with a start. And the room is dark. There's no sound. And we roll over to look at the alarm clock. And the minute hand is going from 3.59 to 4, the alarm goes off, the phone goes off. But what woke us up? The supraconscious. Because it controls time deals for us. And I've got to believe that at least 90% of your audience is kind of chuckling, thinking, yeah, that's right, that's happened to me many times. And that is the supraconscious. Yes, I, I think that that would be a common experience, and yet the one where you talk about the the team uh, just putting it aside and showing up and letting it go to take that level of trust, I think sometimes is a stretch for many people it to is, really yeah. trust in that way. But, but, but once we have had success with that, then we say, I don't know how this works, but I know it works because it has worked for me. So there is a trust area of letting go. Uh, And we didn't say all this is going to change in the first 24 hours, but continue to work with this, work with this, and take little successes as they come to you, and you'll find this toolkit that already exists. You don't have to go anywhere to to find it. It, it's, it's, It's within your being, in every part of your being, right now. We just have to better learn what those tools are and then how do we use them. And I will say to those, uh, the bulk of your audience who have children, that these, how we can work with this with our children. My wife and I were blessed that we had been through this training before we had our first children, and they've been raised in a family where this was common information that we shared with them along the path of, of growing up, and they have all been very successful, really, in all areas of their life. Just not business, but in relationships and parenting, teaching, coaching, their personal health, uh, all these important areas of our life. Well, and it seems like this this work uh, by Dr. Murphy and this particular book that has the contents of his original material, uh, this book is called Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind, that building self-trust by utilizing the techniques and the protocols and the 
the ideas in this book will establish a level of self-trust that we can then later trust into the superconscious mind and let go of things and not have to hold them and allow ourselves to be those conduits and channels of information that's beyond us. Very, very powerful. Very powerful. Well, I want to thank you for being on 1111 Talk Radio, Jim. It is a delight to have you here. Again, the book is Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Get your copy today, Enlighten Your Life, and also spread this wonderful information to your children, your friends, and your family. The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy has sold millions of copies worldwide, regarded as one of the best self-help books ever written. Dr. Murphy's book remains a perennial classic in the new thought literature and continues to draw new generations of readers today. Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind uniquely combines the original unabridged version of Dr. Murphy's definitive book, along with the expanded commentary and teachings from the executive coach and consultant, James Jensen. And he attributes much of his success in his career to the life of Dr. Murphy's teachings. So again, definitely check it out. Go to cjamesjensen.com. Next week, my guest is Eric Maisel, and we will be talking about the power of practice. So I hope you will join me as we deepen into ways to make you more present, to broaden your mind, and to expand your heart. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.